Hello, and welcome to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I am Steph, and I'm the owner and creative director of Vim. Vim's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. All right, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. And today, not only do I have a, a phenomenal leader with me, I have a professional, a, a growth coach. Uh, excuse me, if I could talk over my words, I have a growth and professional coach who specifically works with ambitious mamas. I absolutely love how targeted your audience is. Um, I have a lot of ambitious mamas in my sphere. So I know that there's gonna be a lot of listeners excited to listen today. And I love when I get to interview another podcast host. You are the host of Motherload. What a cool name for a podcast. Thank you. It's yeah, I, I can't wait to tell more of like the origin story of it too. Cause it, I think an ambitious mama is gonna be like, yep, I get it. <laughs> yes. No, we might have to try to dive into that. Might have to sneak secret squirrel that into this conversation. <laughs> but I, I'm going to start as we always start. And I'm going to start with the, the hard hitting question. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> what is your why? Man, uh, it's evolved. I think for a long time in my adult life, my why was like to be big, to be known, you know, to, to make money, to like, chase the next big thing. And, and I wanted to help people in, in the process, but it was very much me focused and looking at like how, how much influence can I have by showing people that I can get this dream done. Um, and then I became a mother and I, I now have two little boys and, uh, my why now is very much, how do I one, not repeat the patterns of my parents that, you know, it's a long story, but but there's a lot of things I want to do differently. And, and a lot of that is to be really present, like physically present and also mentally, emotionally, spiritually present, even when, even if I'm not physically there, you know, and, um, and also I want the ability to feel like I have, I don't constantly feel like I'm failing at everything, you know, and I don't, <laughs> the immense mental load that I'm under as a mother, that I have choice and that I have support and that if I want to stay home with my sick kid, everybody that is on my podcast roster for the day will understand if I have to reschedule, you know, and that when I started kind of going down this path uh, around my podcast and pivoting my business more to focus on ambitious mamas, I realized there's really not a lot of that out there. You know, there's there's mothers who are coaches or mothers who are leaders or influencers. And then there's a lot of like masculine energy in the growth and performance coaching space and the business coaching space. And I'd been in a lot of those containers and always felt like they don't really get me <laughs> like they're yeah. It's cool that they're teaching me the strategy, but like I can't execute like that when you have when I have a newborn or a two year old or, you know, I have a three year and a five year old right now. Like I can't run my days like that. So um, now my why is really focused on re like I'm not going to give you a bunch of business strategy because most of my people already have that. It's really creating rituals and practices and doing some inner work and looking at how do I have better boundaries so that I, I can execute more choice? Um, how do I communicate more clearly with my clients and my staff and my family and all the relationships I have in my life so that 
I feel protected and safe in needing to say I, I can't be there today because of my kids or whatever it is. And then, you know, how do I be a better parent and, and really pour into children in the way that I want to parent, which is for a lot of my people is very differently than they were parented. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of all of that, you know, really embodying motherhood. And, and to me, the why is like, let's redefine motherhood and ambitious motherhood as something that's not, it's not, I can do it all, but it's also like having it all is not possible. You know, you don't have to live at either of those spectrums. And I'm trying to make that more, more popular, more well understood, more talked about, you know, um, something that feels, makes people feel less alone, really. Well, I love that. So the word ambitious, right? We are anyone who, whether you're a mom or not, if you, if you use the word ambitious, you also are going to likely associate this go, 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 this, there's no slow, it's quick. It's, and it shouldn't have to be, I'm not saying they do truly equate each other, but I think they naturally go hand in hand. Yeah. And as women and as, you know, we just used the term earlier with our, with each other, the elder millennials, you know, um, in this new world of everything being so instantly instant, um, fast paced, we already are ambitious. We already are putting that on ourselves. And then you add on a whole other layer of being a mother. And then if your ambitions are to also be an entrepreneur or anything else, I mean, this, the, the amount of stacking that we do on top of each other, it's just never ending. Yeah. And I love that you target so specifically that type of woman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's because I am her and and you are her. And, and I started, you know, I, I'd spent years, I've been coaching since 2014, specifically business coaching. And I've worked with lots of different people, not not always just women. Um, but over the last few years, I noticed more and more of my one-on-one clients were high achieving women who had had some success in their businesses or their careers. You know, it wasn't like this game to get to seven figures or have $100,000 a month. Like they'd already been there. Yeah. They've already felt all that. They know how to do that. Then they have young kids and they're like, well, F, you know, like I, (laughs) I can't maintain the same pace I was going at yeah, and, and show up the way I want to as a mother, or I had some kind of trauma in my physical body with birth and now I'm healing. And there's a whole new level of my body just won't sustain that level of, of output. You know, there's, there's, there were so many stories coming to me and, and a lot of what I ended up helping with was, Hey, like you hired me to be your business coach, but like your business isn't going to grow any more than your, your inner work reflects in you, you know? So I, I can't out strategy, a lack of inner work. So let's focus on you. Let's figure out what's going on inside of you and heal, you know, as a mother and start looking at some of the, these pressures we put on ourselves and the lack of boundaries that we have and how we're taking on, like martyring ourselves by taking everything on. And lo and behold, like every, Every client I had where I started to work with them on those things, the business just took care of itself, you know, because they were more, they were less depleted. They were more present. They were more excited to go to work and not feeling so guilty about leaving the kids. And, and they were having these incredible results and incredible, you know, like I'm manifesting this. Like you didn't manifest this. You you just did the inner work, you know, like you got yeah. yourself back on track. Um, and that, that really woke me up to like, man, ambition is is such a big part of a lot of our identities. And we don't want to give that up when we become mothers, but also we're not taught how to do both. So 
rather than continue to just teach people that they need more strategy and you can out strategy all this stuff. It's like, no, you know your strategy, you're already successful. Let's look at you and let's get you figured out um, and make what you're feeling normal and and validate you and and let's reprioritize and restructure your life. And that was just the biggest insight for me. So I, I get a lot of questions on ambition and I hesitate to use that word sometimes in the discourse of social media because people, I think still there is a little stigma around ambitious women. Mm-hmm. But like hustle culture, right? There's such a, yeah. it's almost, you almost get canceled if you use the word hustle. Yeah. And there is a lot of that, you know, there's, I mean, that's a whole other conversation about stuff on social media, but, but I think there is this movement around like mothers shouldn't be ambitious because your, your children should be your first priority. And I'm the first to say like, yeah, I love my kids unendingly and I would die for them just like every other mother. And I'm still going to put myself at the top of the priority list mm-hmm. most like because if I'm not good, nothing else in the system works, including my relationship with my kids. And I learned that from my own mother, you know, and um, and so part of my identity for me is my ambition. And so figuring out what my relationship is with my ambition is number one, because if I don't have a good relationship with my ambition and I'm constantly feeling like a failure or I'm feeling pulled to go do something that's making me feel guilty, that is taking me out of presence with my children and it's taking me out of the desire to nurture and love them. So I I will like die on the stake of, of ambition is beautiful. And if it's a part of your identity and you identify as ambitious, it's something we need to nurture and heal and pour into, not yeah. try to take out of you. I, I want to ask, and I, I don't know the answer to this, and I don't know if it's how you speak to women in this, in this polarity or not, but I keep thinking about there's pros and cons to being ambitious. Do yeah. you work, do you work with women to recognize and identify that? Or how, how does it, how would, how would one even recognize if they are ambitious? Yeah. I mean, I haven't had to, to have that specific, like reckon reconciliation with anybody. Cause I've so far worked with people who are like, I'm so ambitious. You know, I'm almost having to like help them with boundaries and stuff. Um, but I think recognizing it is this pull towards meaning. And, and that's the deeper thing that I talk about a lot is I call it ambition, but what the ambition is trying to fulfill in me is I want to, I want to find my meaning in life. And, and I will also die on the stake of like, I, my children are not my meaning in life. You know, like I brought them into the world and I absolutely adore them. And they are little parts of me living outside of me. And that is the most beautiful and painful thing ever. And if I define my purpose of my lifetime and the only thing that I'm here to do is be their mom, I think I'm leaving something on the table, you know, like there's still something in me that has a bigger purpose beyond just being a mother, beyond being a parent, you know, just having children. And I still want to offer that to the world. And I still want to feel the meaning and the purpose of my life fulfilled. And to me, that's what ambition is the expression of, you know, is like that we have this drive to go create something in the world. It doesn't mean you're an entrepreneur necessarily. Yeah. yeah. I think ambition has been associated with entrepreneurship or like hustle or bigness, you know? And I'm like, I know lots of ambitious women who are nurses or doctors. My, My best friend is a cardiothoracic surgeon. She's fucking ambitious. Like, yeah. She went to school for 19 years, you know, and she op- she cuts people open and operates on their hearts and lungs. Like 
tiny little spots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so fascinating. She's so ambitious to, to even become a cardiothoracic surgeon, mean much less like be employed as one out of she was chief resident. Like, you know, like you look at someone like that, and I'm like, she's more ambitious than me in a lot of ways because her commitment to a skill and and to the rigor of residency and the rigor of fellowship and all these things, you have to be ambitious. And the reason that you would feel that that desire so strongly is rooted in what you want to give to the world. Mm -hmm. And so I always like, I honestly haven't come across anybody that doesn't identify as ambitious at some level, but yeah. Um, but I do like to demystify. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're just an entrepreneur Yeah. Um, really because not. I think it does show up for, for us all in all different forms. Well, think about the moms we know who don't, who aren't, who isn't an entrepreneur, right? Who isn't a, a typical nine to five business woman, a career woman in some, some way. I think about the moms who are the PTA president, who bring brownies for every birthday, who have a chore chart, who, you know, I mean, that's ambition right there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't have to associate it with, I, I totally agree with you. It does not just mean that you are an entrepreneur or a badass cardio cardiothoracic surgeon, yeah. if I could say it correctly. Um, totally. I, love, I love that. I mean, it is, I was saying this the other day and I hope I didn't repeat. I'm hope I'm not repeating another episode, but there, I had this beautiful lesson that I was taught very early on. I was a camp counselor. I worked with sixth, seventh, eighth, and like six, to eighth graders. And I did it 20 camps. So I, I had my little system down. I would bring my little queen bees. I would bring this little gift ba basket and it would have little goodies in there. One year I'd given them like a stationary kit. One of my girls came and she was bawling, absolutely bawling. I had no idea what was going on. And I, I thought something must be wrong. She broke her ankle or something. And she showed me her pencil that I had given her and it was broken into two pieces. And she was, and I was like, oh, it's okay. I'll give you another pencil. Like it's, it's not a big deal. It's fine. And what I learned in that moment was her world was wrapped into the meaning behind this little gift when she was separated from home, separated from family, separated from her teddy bears that she's used to or whatever. Her whole world was wrapped into this little thing. And while I can diminish the value in, in what that meant to her, because my world's so much different or bigger to her, it was everything. And I, yeah. I relate that back to ambition because we can be ambitious as a mom, or we can be ambitious as a cardio, cardio I can't say that yeah. cardiovascular surgeon. And it doesn't change. That is everything we fixate on and everything we yearn for and goal for and strive for. So yeah. I think it's amazing that you help women recognize that power. Yeah. Thank you. And I mean, it's, it, it's such a important, I think it's such an important time in our culture world, you know, whatever dimension we live in here that to nurture it too in mothers, because I really do feel like we are at a pivot point as humanity where, you know, we're technology and politics and population levels. And to the point where whatever happens in the next generation or two is really going to determine the, the extent that the human race exists anymore, you know? And yeah. uh, to me, I'm like, mothers are integral in that whole 
system. I mean, you don't have humanity without mothers. You don't have new generations without mothers. And if mothers feel depleted and they feel, uh, you know, alone and they feel misunderstood and they feel like they have to choose between having children and fulfilling the meaning of their life, like, why would you choose motherhood? You know, and mm -hmm. and I see that and I hear that. I have these like 21 year old nannies that nanny for us um, part time and they're two like sorority sisters. And they say it already. They're like, gosh, I, like maybe I'll be a mom like in my 40s because I just I don't think I'll be able to afford it. And I don't know if I like I, you, you don't seem like you sleep very much, you know, and all the they love my kids, but they see how hard it is. I mean, they yeah. work. They watch my kids, you know, and and I'm like, man, if if you're 2021 20, already if, and you're already thinking you're not you can't afford kids or you don't want to sacrifice your career for kids until you're in your 30s or 40s, like late 30s, early 40s. Like, uh, you know, by the time 20 years in our in our culture goes by from now and they're in that they are that age, are they still like what will they choose motherhood, you know? And so there's this inkling in me that right now is the time to really help change the perspective on, on and the paradigm of what it looks like to to be able to be ambitious as a woman and not give that up and still become a mother. Um, so it, it's big work, but it's very, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I think trying to help trans, trying to help women, mothers in particular, associate their purpose beyond a mother. It is at every single mother challenges is challenging. Yeah. That. yeah. You know, you never not a mother right. um, once you become one, no matter what, the, the guilt, the, the constant worry, the all of the things, the concern, it never goes away. Um, but then, but there's this physical presence of, of them going away. Yeah. And so at what stage do you, what's the ideal stage to work with, with moms? Like, is it when their kids are little, little so that they're not fighting upstream to do the backwards work? Or is it, is it any time? Like, what do you think? Um, you know, I've, I found my personal sweet spot in my own experience of, of transformation around this stuff has been in the last two years. And, and 2020 was such like a, a reckoning for all of us that now yeah. I would probably say any age because 2020 just rocked motherhood. But, um, you know, one thing is having two or more children is such a game changer when you look at mental load and and what's required of a mother to maintain everybody's schedules and everybody's logistics and everyone's milestones, all the, the buckets of mother of the mental load and her own ambition and her own, you know, well-being. So so for me, most of my clients are already like have more than one child and but are still in those like early years where it's not you don't have teenagers necessarily. It's not that I wouldn't or couldn't work with somebody like that. Um, it's more that where a lot of this stuff really becomes super present of mind is like a year or two into motherhood and now you've got a two-year-old or a three-year-old and all of a sudden you're like i i thought it would be getting easier by now like i'm through the newborn stage i'm through the diaper stage i'm through the the baby stage the kid can walk and talk and wipe his own butt why do i still feel like i don't have control over my schedule why do i still feel like when i'm working i want to be with my kids and when i'm with my kids i want to be working like i thought this stuff would get easier and that's really if you're feeling that, like whatever age that's happening for you, that's the sweet spot. But for me and who I've worked with up till now, it's usually people who are two or more kids and they've got kids that are in that like, you know, two to two to six, like early childhood. 
um, or at least one of their children is still that age. And they maybe they have older kids, but um, uh, but honestly, like the more the feedback I get on the podcast and I get DMs from people who have grown kids and who are like, oh, my God, this is my entire life. Like this is how yeah. I felt my entire life was like it was choosing between wanting to work and pursue my ambition or being a good mom. And I got I got shit on both ends, you know, like if I chose kids, I got in trouble at work. And if I chose work, I got shamed by the PTA moms or whatever it might be. And so I think this has been a question for the last couple generations and and really i think probably more for the gen gen x and millennials because there's much more of the woman the empowerment of the woman to be in the workplace right like the i think maybe the boomer generation and back wasn't so i, I guess maybe the boomer generation too but you know where women weren't as empowered to go have their own identity and their own career Right. Um, so it's really like since that has been a thing <laughs> that I think I feel like this has exploded in our culture where, hey, like the feminism movement in the 70s and like women should have their own businesses. They should have all the same rights. They can get bank accounts, like all those things that happened in the 70s. And then the 80s and 90s, you got this like it, like the the professional woman, you know, the power suits and Princess Diana and like all these things of like, go be go be big, go be loud, go get what you want. But that that also came at the cost of like oh but don't be a crappy mom and make sure you still do every right. single thing at home and like it was always you could be this too yes yes you still have to do this we're not taking that you still got that but we're allowing you to also be this yeah yeah but giving no real resources or no idea on how do i now juggle that yeah and and all kinds of there's so many nuances to it that it won't go into but like took away the village took away Mm. um community you know like then the internet started and we we started to get more digital and less analog we had less of the in-person connection we moved away from religion and you know there's less people involved in organized religion where, where a lot of that like community aspect of the village came in we moved away from our our family systems because so many people felt more empowered to like get out of the small town what you know quote unquote or whatever and so over the last 20 years or so i think or 30 years like you have a lot more women who are lacking the village, but they still have all the ambition, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, yeah, now you just get to do both. And it's very, you know, you don't have a whole lot of resources or support or even awareness of what would help you. And yeah. so that's what I, you know, I'm like, I not only am I going to kind of wake you up to the help that you need and, and help you make, build a plan for how to get it, but we're also going to look a little deeper at, why is it so hard to ask for help to begin with, you know, and what, what's that inner, inner work stuff going on in you that comes from a legacy or a generational, you know, thing around not asking for help or, or help makes you weak, or you're going to get shamed if you aren't able to do it all mm -hmm. or, you know, all that. So there's a lot of layers to it. Well, and I, so I know that, you know, we spoke and we've done a, phenomenal job of making sure that every every woman knows that you can be ambitious and every mother knows you can be ambitious with or without the the quote-unquote career right and i do not think that a woman who is a mother who is a stay-at-home mom does not have a career because i truly think that's harder work than i do all day yeah um but i i we did a great job at that but i also know you are a perform growth and performance coach mm -hmm. so how does that tie your coaching how does that tie to mothers 
who like a listener listening, if maybe they aren't um, a career woman they and they are stay at home, is working with you something that would be powerful or are you really working t- with more career career mamas? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say my my most common client is a, a, a professional of some kind, whether they own their own business or they work inside in, in leadership in something in another they're, business. They're kind of juggling both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. And there's and there's a demand on their schedule that takes them out of full time home. Um, I mean, that's not to say you can't be working from home. I work from home, but I shut my door in my office and I right, close and I'm a little, not you know, here, like, right? <laughs> yeah. And I have, I have full-time childcare and like, there's a system set up to support me working. That's very different than a stay at home mom who may be working through nap time or working at night or, right. you know, using a little bit of like stealing some time here and there to do something, um, like the side hustler. And, mm-hmm. and it, I have worked with some side hustlers who are working to grow the side hustle to, to free them a little bit from the stay-at-home mom role, not because there's anything wrong with being a stay-at-home mom, but because the cost of childcare is so prohibitive in a lot of places <laughs> that if you have three or four or five kids, you can't like literally the amount of money you would have to make to pay for childcare in those early years is, is a six figure business, you know? Right. And so, which isn't what everybody wants, you know, from a work standpoint. So it, yes, it's not to say that if you don't work outside of the home or have like a professional job or business that you wouldn't that I couldn't help you and or that you don't suffer from these same these same feelings. Um, but most of what I most of who I work with are people who have that demand on their time, uh, where they have clients or a team or you know some structure that also has needs from them. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. I wanted to just make sure um, that, so in a in kind of like, I guess in a nutshell, like what is the the clearest, most concise kind of like thing that you serve through, through your ambitious mama's work? Um, and then what's a really good way for listeners to dive in and start working with you or consuming like content that you share and kind of learning from you rather? Yeah. So I would say the, the, um, who I work with is, a ambition speaks to you like that word means something to you you feel that in your bones uh and that that could be the expression of ambition for you might be through a business that you own it might be through a career that you have that's that has high demand some kind of leadership role or like my friend who's a surgeon i've worked with nurses i've worked with you know c-level executives i've worked with management um and and of course your mother so you're managing the mental load of that um, but primarily like growth and performance coaching, I, I moved away from business coaching for this reason, which is anybody can do inner work and growth and performance coaching to me is very much focused on looking at what's holding you back, what's mm. making it feel hard. And this is from my own <laughs> growth, you know, and my own evaluation of what's holding myself back is a lot of us don't need more strategy. We don't need career coaching. We don't need business coaching. We don't need side hustle coaching. We need somebody to hold us accountable to go look within. Mm. And especially as a mother, where a lot of those, stu- a lot of that inner work, a lot of the, the, the habits and the patterns and the shadows and all these things we talk about in inner work, a lot of that stuff, you can be pretty asleep to until you're a mother. And then you wake up and you're like, holy crap. Wow. I just said something that is what my mom used to say to me that I hated. Or you, you uh, all of a sudden you're just presented with these mirrors looking at you and reflecting back to you all the things about yourself that might not you might not love 
And it's such an invitation to say, okay, it, in order to be who I want to be in my ambition or in my devotion to motherhood, I need to go within and look at this stuff. So that's really what I focus on. It doesn't ultimately matter what the expression of your ambition is if you're willing to do the work with me, the, the inner work. So that's that's what I would say for that. And then, you know, to to the stepping off point is the podcast right now. That's my primary focus. And it's kind of info informing programs and events and stuff that will be coming in, in uh, coming months. But yeah, there's so many great conversations on the pod about these concepts. And and I don't only interview women uh, or mothers. Like I interview people who are not mothers. I interview men um, to be able to get more perspective on what the mental load of the mother really looks like from all different views and how it plays out in different patterns and, and different facets of life. So definitely and invite you to listen. Yeah, no, I, I already have listened. I've already yeah. listened to one of your episodes. Um, I love that you highlight one of the books I'm currently reading atomic habits. Um, I, I absolutely love the flow of your, of your podcast. I think it's very, it doesn't feel scripted at all. It feels very free flow form. So I'm inviting anyone who's listening, who likes that style, definitely check out mother, mother load. I love that name. We'll love it. Um, you. And so you work with women, mothers virtually, or do you also do in person or I do in person. If you want like a, a VIP day, I own a, a beautiful log home cabin in the mountains of Colorado that you're welcome to come hang out with me. I like, I love doing love intensives that. up there. Um, intensives have changed my life. I love that way of working with people. Like I can do it anywhere from one day to a couple days where we really, a few days where we deep dive in. Um, yeah, a lot of like traditional virtual one-on-one -on -one coaching models. Um, and those are pretty custom to what you need. Uh, and then there's some group programs coming and I'm hoping to get events going again in 2023. I think we're far enough through the, <laughs> the stuff of the last couple of years that made events a little scary, um, yeah. from a, as a host to just know if you were going to get canceled or not. So, uh, I feel like by 2023, we can run an event, and not have anybody be too concerned. So watch yeah. for those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will make sure in the show notes that we have all the links needed to get to you. And I, I, I make sure that people can dive in more into mother load and all the great things you're doing for ambitious mama. So I, I thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. Thank you for having me. I love talking about this stuff. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. I say all the time, if you're going to geek out about whatever it is we're talking about, that means you care. That means you're passionate. So yeah. Amen. All right. Well, until next time. Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you and we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. For more episodes, guest information, or details on the show, please visit getvim.com 
forward slash passion on purpose. That's get V I I M dot com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I am the owner and creative director at Vim. And thank you for listening to the show.